Welcome to the Campus Outreach Staffcast, a podcast produced by CO staff for CO staff. I'm your host, Connor Hopkins, along with Campus Outreach Serves Executive Director, Kent Bailey. Today, we are joined by Sandy Wilson. Sandy is currently serving as the interim president of the Gospel Coalition. He joins us today to share his heart for campus ministry, students, and the future of university ministry at large. Before we jump in, I just wanted to take a minute to announce that this episode with Sandy marks the conclusion of season one. We will be taking a break for the month of July and we'll begin releasing episodes for season two in the next couple of months. So stay tuned because we will be releasing more information as the launch date of season two approaches. I also just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have listened throughout this season. It's been a fun journey for all of us and we are looking forward to seeing what God has in store for the future of this podcast. With all that said, let's jump into the conversation. Sandy, thanks for coming on the show. It's a delight to be with you guys. Sandy, thank you so much. And we're honored that you would be a part of this last episode of season one. We've been looking back at many of the things that God has done in and through campus outreach, really beginning with the legacy of Frank Barker and his influence on the ministry and how that has been carried on through the years and just looked at the great things that God's done. So really just have a couple questions we'd like to focus on with you today because you have such a unique perspective. You have pastored more than one of the Campus Outreach Hub churches, at least in some capacity. You've visited teams, Campus Outreach teams on the field internationally. You have as broad a perspective as probably as possible regarding what God has been doing with Campus Outreach in the past. And then you have a great perspective on looking at the future globally in terms of what God's doing around the world. So Two questions we'd like to pose to you today. When you look back at what Campus Outreach has been doing over the last several years and more poignantly, what God has been doing in and through Campus Outreach over the last 40 years and your exposure both in Memphis and Peoria and in other places, what is it that really comes to your mind? What have you been most encouraged by that you've seen God doing through Campus Outreach over these past several decades? Well, that, that's a huge question. I'll do the best I can in a short moment to share my reflections on it. Of course, any group founded by Frank Barker is going to have a certain scent to it. That's right. <laughs> and, that's right. You know, for those who are newer in campus outreach and never had the opportunity to get to know Frank personally, I'm, I'm sorry. That's all I can say. <laughs> that's right. Uh, it's kind of like I say to my children. I'm sorry you didn't know your grandparents better, but what can you say? You can read books about them. You can hear other people talk about them. Frank was just an absolutely wonderful Christian man, and I miss him. And I see in Campus Outreach so much of what I saw in Frank, and that was just a real focus on reaching lost people, a love for sinners, desire to develop and disciple them without a lot of falterah or pizzazz. Just very in a very simple and humble way, approaching people with the gospel. Frank really believed in what the Bible says about heaven mm-hmm. and hell and what the Bible says about Jesus Christ as our Redeemer. And he simply wanted as many people as possible to know him. Amen. And Frank did it in a way that empowered other people. So mm-hmm. from the very beginning, campus outreach was not Frank on the campus. It was other people who saw opportunities and Frank empowered them, he invested in them, he prayed for them, encouraged them. 
Frank traveled the world to encourage campus outreach people everywhere. So for those listening to us who are in some outpost internationally or in some campus domestically, I'm sorry, Frank's still not alive. He would have come to visit you and encourage you. That's right. So I love campus outreach to begin with because I, I love Frank and I love what he stands for. And I do see that in campus outreach, a real focus on reaching students for Christ. And as Frank said, I always said, you know, there's hardly any more strategic place than the college campus. Thousands of people, many of them first time away from home, first time to really be asking deep philosophical or theological or spiritual questions about the meaning of life. Now, I know a lot of this does happen in junior high school and high school, but there's another level at the college level. And, you know, right before people launch into marriages and careers, you have this four-year opportunity with undergraduates to share Christ and to disciple them. And I just appreciate the way Campus Outreach does it. They're sort of, (laughs) if I could say, they're sort of our Marines. And like the Marine Corps, you know, you empower your squadrons to be self-directed. But from the very beginning, it was an organic movement uh, of Mm. people who had a common love for Christ and a common love for sinners. So in Memphis, you know, in 1995, when I came there, very soon after that, Brian Lewis was knocking on the door because Ron Hickman, who was an elder, who is an elder at Second Presbyterian, his son was benefiting from campus outreach at Furman University. And Ron just said, why can't we have it here? So he and Brian Lewis came to my office and we talked about it and started campus outreach in our area, Mid-South, with Second Presbyterian as a hub church. I asked Brian, oh, just a few years ago, how many college students do you think have become Christians through campus outreach in the Mid-South as Second Presbyterian? And Brian said, I don't know for sure, but I think it's somewhere around 10,000. Wow. Well, you know, what what do I say to that? It's just jaw-dropping. And obviously the most empowered and powerful evangelistic effort we ever made at Second Presbyterian. And I suppose... All the hub churches would say the same thing. That's right. And then, of course, through the years, you know, having been involved now for almost 30 years and seeing this happen at Memphis and at Peoria, which was a hub church that Memphis planted, you know, in Peoria now, as you know, the senior pastor is the former regional director for campus outreach, Central Illinois. That's right. Yeah. So we're finding, you know, they make campus outreach students who really take hold of Christ take hold of the scriptures, take hold of the mission. They're making great missionaries, and they're making wonderful pastors, and they're suffusing the church with a level of young energy that is just irreplaceable. So I'm I'm deeply grateful for all that I've seen over the 25 or 30 years of my involvement with Campus Outreach. Well, Sandy, we're very grateful for your influence on Campus Outreach during that season as well. Pray that that continues. And you had stepped away from the senior pastor position there at Second Pres, but you've been very, very busy, and you continue to be very, very busy now as serving as the interim president for the Gospel Coalition and helping to develop that movement at a global level. So you just have a unique perspective of being able to see a lot of things and be connected to a lot of things. And so as you would then take what God has been doing and then from your perspective and, and all the connections and 
places that you're involved as you look over the next 10, 15, 20 years and said, boy, it'd be great if campus outreach could be used in this way going forward because there's this need or that need. What are those things that come to your mind when you think about maybe the next 10 or 20 years? Yeah, well, I mean, for one thing, and the, the obvious is that there's a large portion of our geography in the U.S. that's not covered mm. with good, solid campus ministries. I mean, you all have done a great job, but there's there's a lot of work left to be done, and there always will be. But I, you know, I just look at the Northwest or the West in general. You just go west of the Mississippi, and I know some things are happening. But and you can go into New England and the Upper Midwest. Things are happening, but a lot more needs to happen. So there are hundreds of thousands of college students that still need to be reached. So I would say to the campus outreach staff, just keep encouraging good men and women who show promise as students. Keep encouraging them to think about at least a short-term career in reaching college students for Christ. So that's the first thing is just keep growing. And then you all have to figure out what does that mean for us as an organization? because when you keep sprawling like you are, you have massive challenges. So I know it's a challenge, but I would say when you've got a good thing going, you really don't have to look, you know, what else are we going to do? No, just keep doing what you're doing. That's right. <laughs> and do it better and better all the time. And I think I've seen that. I think campus outreach is better now than you all were 25 years ago. You're more mature. You realize more of the challenges with college students and you've made adjustments and we'll continue to have to. Mm -hmm. So I would just say, keep looking at building up your potential staff, keep looking at where the open doors might be on college campuses and keep going. Sandy, our focus, as I mentioned earlier, of this podcast series has been for the staff. And as I mentioned to you, there have just been so many that have said they've been encouraged by hearing stories, hearing perspectives that just aren't readily available to them in their location. But one of the things they've also mentioned, and it's how we'd like to conclude, is that we've, we've sought to conclude many of these episodes with our guest just praying for the staff. And so we'd be just honored today if you would close out our time by just praying for the staff that are around the world. You know many of them personally. I've been engaged with so many of them along the way, but if you'd pray for them, that'd be a, a great way for us to conclude this season. Thanks, Ken and Connor. And before I pray, let me just say this as a word, word of encouragement. Um, back to Frank Barker. Anybody who knows Frank knows where the key is. It's in his personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's right. If you spend a night with, with uh, Frank in ministry like I have, you don't go to bed at night without getting on your knees and praying to the Lord, seeking mm -hmm. his face. That's right. You don't spend a day without reading his word. And you listen carefully to what other people say. There's a humility about the effective minister of the gospel. There's no substitute for Christian character. And when you look at ministries that may have been better known than Frank's, like, for example, Harry Readers or Tim Keller's, if you know Harry and you know Tim, you know the secret to their ministries. It's personal character, relationship yeah. with Jesus Christ, and excitement about the gospel and what Christ has done for us. So right. my word of encouragement to all the staff is just go back to the fundamentals. And we can't all be Frank Barkers and Tim Kellers and Harry Reeves. Those are unusual leaders who have high profiles. But the task for all the rest of us is take where we are, where God has put us. 
and be the man or the woman of God that would please him. And then you can rest in knowing that he will use you as he pleases mm-hmm. uh, because you're devoted to him. So with that, let me go thank to prayer you. and thank you for mm-hmm. the opportunity. Father, uh, we thank you so much for your love for us in the gospel and the gospel that we share with other people. We pray that we'll believe it with all of our hearts and rest in Christ with everything about us, every fiber of our being, every corner of our lives, all of our relationships, all of our ambitions, all of our desires. Lord, may they be focused on Jesus Christ. Please renew and revitalize everyone listening to us right now that we may hear the knock on the door. And you promise that knocking on the door, if we'll open the door, you'll come in and you'll Mm -hmm. sup with us. You'll have communion with us. You will revive us if we'll just open the door of our hearts. So Lord, Mm -hmm. please revive all of us today, even as we're listening to this podcast. Then Lord, please use us in ways that please you and give Mm -hmm. us the contentment to be used where you have us with the people that are before us. For those ministering to college students on campuses around the world, we pray, God, that you will bring in a great harvest for your own glory. We can't produce this. Only you can. So we call upon you, Lord, please have mercy upon the the millions of college students who desperately need to know Jesus. And we pray specifically for campus outreach. Please give wisdom to the leaders, to everyone on the staff everywhere, that we may do your bidding in your way. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Campus Outreach Staffcast. If you enjoyed the show, stay up to date by subscribing on your favorite podcasting app so you can receive updates when new episodes are released. When we return for season two, we will be hearing from some very special guests from around the movement on a number of different topics. Stay tuned for more information about the launch day for season two in the coming weeks. Until next time, God bless.